like to welcome everybody this morning we appreciate everybody being here and uh, appreciate our kids and um, just everybody making an effort um, I got a scripture I want to read in the 103rd Psalm uh, Terry used this a couple times lately opening up and this one verse stood out to me it's uh, verse 14 it says for he knoweth our frame and he remembereth that we are dust and uh, I looked up the word dust, and it's uh, filth and grime, and uh, that's what we are. That's this fellow you see here. We're worthless without the. <laughs> we're worthless without the Lord. Um, we're just filth and grime and dust. But what He gave us on the inside uh, that makes us who we are, and we appreciate that. And uh, the Sunday school lesson today is about. Uh, the Lord cleaning uh, some men that had leprosy, and uh, I'm thankful he cleaned me up one day and uh, made me a fit subject to be here and uh, stand in this spot. We look forward to having a good day, and uh, just pray that everybody do everything the Lord had asked them. And uh, I'm going to ask Brother uh, Taylor, you dismiss this Sunday school. appreciate being in God's house and, and uh, we need your prayers and need your help we uh, got a good lesson <clears throat> and uh, we're in uh, starts in the 13th chapter in Leviticus got two or three uh, a couple of verses there and then we go to the 17th chapter of Luke but uh, uh, when Moses was given the laws, or God actually gave the laws, like, but when Moses 
give them to the children of Israel. Uh, and that's where we're at in, in Leviticus. said, and the leper in whom the plague is, his clothes shall be rent and his head bare, and he shall put a covering upon his upper lip and shall cry, unclean, unclean. And uh, I, I read this lesson. I kind of thought it's about the way we've been for the last year or so. Everybody's quarantined and having to stay in. And if you get a little bit sick, you got to stay in and and uh, afraid of catching either afraid of catching the coronavirus or afraid of giving it to somebody else. And uh, and that's the way this was with the leprosy. Uh, they, uh, it was probably pretty contagious. I'm not, I'm not real familiar with it, but uh, they, they was, if they had leprosy, they had to, they couldn't live with the people. They had to live outside of the camp, outside of the city, or whatever, and uh, uh, stay away from people. That's why they had to cry unclean. If somebody was, they seen somebody coming, they'd holler unclean so they'd know they had leprosy. And uh, and I'm like Ryan said this morning. Uh, every 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 one of us that have been saved. I'm talking about saved people now. Every one of us that have been saved, at one time we were unclean. Down in our soul. Now this flesh has always been unclean, but down in our soul we were unclean, and uh, uh, it took it took Jesus to clean us up. Uh, Paul said, "I was alive without the law once, but the commandment came. Sin revived, and I died." We we were born, every one of us. Now, I know we tell this story about Adam that God made him perfect and put him in the garden. He made every one of us just as perfect as he did Adam. I'll, I'll qualify that in a minute maybe. But he made every... If, if I'd have died before, before God told me that I was lost, I'd have went to heaven. That's what I'm talking about. Now... After, after the commandment came, I'm like Paul. The commandment came, sin revived, and I died. Now, sin had to be there in order to revive, or it had to have been there. We were all kind of, uh, far as far as this guy's concerned, we were we were all under the curse of sin because. We're, we've got to die. But our, soul, our souls were perfect until, until the day that God told us we was guilty. You, you remember in Revelation where uh, he said, I saw a great white throne, and he, he that sat on it, and I can't quote it exactly, but he said, the books were opened and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of the things written in the books according to their works. Now, them works that you're judged by 
is whether whether or not you repented or not. When when God called you, you wasn't guilty till God told you you were. When at the day God told me I was lost, I was I was guilty before God. I was on my way to hell. And the same day I got saved and and got rid of all of that, been on my way to heaven ever since, and and I couldn't get out of that if I wanted to. And I'd be crazy to want to. And uh, so uh you don't, you ain't lost till God tells you you are. That's the judgment. That's the great white throne judgment. We're all judged. He, he sends the call out, says you're guilty. Come and come and get saved. You know, I'm I'm just kind of paraphrasing a little bit, but and we're guilty until we accept that call. Down in here. And then when when you when you humble your heart, repent of your sins, accept Jesus, however you want to say it, He speaks peace to your soul, He makes you worthy of eternal life in Jesus. And uh I've heard people say we're gonna after we leave here, we're gonna stand in judgment. Uh what what's he gonna judge? When I get up in the resurrection, I'll be perfect both soul and body, and there'll be nothing there to know. There'll be no sin there to judge. It'll be gone. The the sin's gone out of my soul ever since I was a 15-year-old boy when God saved me. There's never been any sin there. Now, I can't say the same thing about this carcass you're looking at, but one of these days, we're going to get up with a glorified body. And the Bible said it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. And he's as perfect as it gets. And we'll be just like him. That don't mean, that don't mean all our facial appearance, but it's, we're all going to be perfect just like he is. Anyway, uh, so the lepers had the plague, and they had to cry out unclean. And do you remember? And I'm sure everybody here does, because I, uh, I was thinking maybe Wednesday night or sometimes somebody said something kind of reminded me. I was thinking about how I felt when God told me I was lost, and then how much difference. It made down in here when I got saved. And uh, it was difference between daylight and dark. And, uh, uh, but I, I, felt, I felt unclean, and I was unclean until Jesus cleaned me up. Has anybody got anything? Now, I don't know what all the, these, the covering on the upper lip and all that stuff, I don't know what all that's about, but 
uh, just some of the things they had to do. And uh, all the days wherein the plague shall be in him, he shall be defiled. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone without the camp, shall his habitation be. And uh, we, uh, when we were lost, we, we, was, we was without God, without hope in the world. And we was in a sorry place, if you want to say it that way, I guess. We, we was on our way to hell. Uh, by the grace of God he took care of that anyway okay that's telling where the, where the lepers were at then in Luke 17 11, and this talking about Jesus said and it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee now uh, the Bible said he came. He came to the Jew first, and also to the Greek or something. I, I can't. I can't quote it. But uh, <clears throat> Jesus come to his own. The Bible said he came to his own, and, and talking about the Jews, that was that's the nation he was born in. Came into his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. And uh, so he came, he came to them first. And then he told his disciples to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And a lot of people, I've heard people say, well, back, back before Jesus come, the Gentiles didn't have no way in. Not so. Before, before Abraham... Everybody was Gentiles. If you want to have it, there wasn't no Jewish nation at all before Abraham. But there was a church. Job lived before Abraham. Enoch was before Abraham. Jonah or Noah was before Abraham. The Bible said that Enoch walked with God and was not, for God took him. So God had a lot of people before there was ever a nation of Israel. And, uh, and he, had, he had a church in Jerusalem and in Bethlehem when Jesus was born. When, when they took him to the temple and, and Simon took him in his arms, he said, Lord, now let thy servant depart in peace for mine eyes have seen thy salvation. And uh, he, he was testifying of what he had in his soul and he was testifying of Jesus. And he wasn't the only one. They, they, was, they were some others. But <clears throat> there was a, there's all, God's always had a church. It might have got pretty low a few times, but he's always had a church. And there'll be there'll be a church here preaching the gospel when Jesus comes back to get us. 
if, if there was no church in the world, I believe, I believe if, if the church somehow or other was destroyed completely right now, the world would go with it. Because if there's no gospel, if there's no gospel, there's no opportunity to be saved. And if people don't have an opportunity to be saved, then the world has no, no reason for being here. So, so when, if, if the gospel got cut off, which it, I don't believe it will until God says that's enough, it'd be over. But he went through Samaria. Now, if you remember, I might read a, I might read a scripture. I got it wrote down here somewhere. In uh, 2 Kings, the 17th chapter, the 23rd verse said, Until the Lord removed Israel, that's the upper kingdom, the ten tribes, the northern kingdom, until the Lord removed Israel out of his sight, as he had said by all his servants the prophets, so was Israel carried away out of their own land to Assyria unto this day. And, uh, and then the, in the, the 24th verse said, And the king of Assyria brought men from Babylon, from Kutah, and from Ava, and from Hamath, and from Sepharvim, and placed them in the cities of Samaria instead of the children of Israel. And they possessed Samaria and dwelt in the cities thereof. So they, they come, he moved a bunch of strangers in, into their land, and eventually, the people that were left there, the Israelites that were left there, a lot of them married with these people, and, and they, were, they weren't full-blooded Jews, most of them. That's why the Jews and, and uh, Samaritans didn't get along. And... Uh, uh, but Jesus didn't have that, I don't, I don't know how you say it, but he, he went after the Samaritans just as much as he did the Jews. And if he'd, if he'd have been cutting out Gentiles just because we weren't Jews, they wouldn't, none of us have what we got today. But... Uh, he brought, he brought salvation in reach of every man. Then one thing, one thing it's, hard, it's hard for me to get across, but God's word is eternal. Before this book was ever written, every bit of it was eternal. God had it in store, and he brought it, he brought it down to us right at the time that he wanted to. But what God said, what God says today, if, if somebody gets up here and, and God gives them a good spirit to preach with, that's eternal. I believe, I believe everything that's done in the church by the power of the spirit will, is eternal. And I, I, 
That's hard for me to prove, but that's, I believe that. What God done for me in the little block building on Albert Street in 1956 when He saved me, that's eternal. That's as eternal as it gets in Jesus. And, uh, yeah, right. And, uh, and He does it that men might fear before Him. And that's, we get down to that in this lesson a little bit. Uh, uh, God wants people to get saved. That's what, the, that's what this world's all about. That's what church is all about. He's wanting to get people saved. It, he said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And then he said, he made them in his image. And if you read over in Psalms, David said, I'll be satisfied when I wake with his likeness. So we'll, he'll be complete. Uh, his, his creation will be complete in the resurrection. When the church gets up in the likeness of Christ, he'll have his, he'll have his uh, creation just like he planned it in the beginning. That's what he planned to have. He planned to have a perfect people, both soul and body, and he'll have that in the resurrection. So he passed through Samaria and, and Galilee, and as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. Now, there's a lot of people. Well, the Bible said, The grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. God's got that fixed already in eternity that it's going to happen. He said it hath, hath appeared to all men. That's past tense. He's got that fixed. Every person, God will let them know that they're lost and they need Jesus. And uh, so, the grace of God tell us we're lost. And if we have come to Jesus, we can get that fixed up. But we, at, until we do, until we do, we're, we're, we're standing afar off. We're just like these lepers. We can't, we can't get in the city unless we get what's wrong with us fixed up. And uh, uh, back in the Old Testament, and I, I got it wrote down here somewhere, but I can tell you, when... If somebody was cured of the leprosy, the first thing they were supposed to do was go show themselves to the priest, and then he'd he'd declare them clean, and then they could come back in the city. They could come back and live with their people, or whatever. And uh, so that's what that was what they were supposed to do. So that's why that's why Jesus told these men this. He said. And they lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go shew yourselves unto the priest. 
And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. They were, they, they were still lepers until they obeyed what Jesus told them to do. By faith. You got, he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And uh, you got you to believe and you got you got to believe with your whole heart everything you got. Uh, I believe I heard Elbert Smith say one time, "Believe he you believe it so much that you know it." And uh, and I'm I like that I like what Terry says. I know that I know that I know. Uh, if I wasn't sure of what I got down in my soul, I'd be looking. And uh, so, anybody got anything? I'll tell you what I think, and this has always been my thought, and I'm going to apply this to right now too. But I believe, I believe all of them got saved, but they just one of them turned back to praise God. How many people do we know that that are saved? And we know some of them. We know for sure some of them are, because we we witnessed the Spirit in them. And you don't never see them at church. If if all of our church members come to church, we'd have to have church out in the yard. We wouldn't have room. We wouldn't have standing room for everybody. And uh, so that's that. That's the thought that I had on that. They was ten of them got saved. But they just one of them went back to to thank Jesus for what he'd done. David said, What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? He said, I'll take the cup of salvation. May not quote this exactly right, but he said, I'll take the cup of salvation and I'll pay my vows now in the presence of all his people. And uh, so it's, if we all tried, if we all tried to pay our vows, how many times, and I, I couldn't count the times myself, but how many times have you told the Lord, Lord, if you will help me with this, I'll do anything you want me to. And how many times have we failed that? We've all failed and come short of the glory of God. But I've told God that a lot of times. And I know God don't actually bargain with people. But if you get your heart humble enough and he, he can see where you're at, he'll come through. And uh, so we... Uh, oh, it says that ye 
that he's talking to the scythe people. Ye are the salt of the earth, and the earth preserves. And when we're not here to preserve the earth, it's going to be destroyed. Right. Right. Yep. I, I believe that the church is keeping things going. God's keeping things going, but his church got a big part in that. Yeah, I believe I believe as the lightning flashes from the east to the west, so it'll be when they come into the Son of Man. And and I believe I believe as fast as the lightning goes across this way, the church will go that way, and the fire will come this way. Everything we see will be destroyed. But the church the church is going to heaven. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. If, if it wasn't for the mercies of God, we'd all be lost. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go shew yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Now, these men all had faith in God. They had to have faith or they wouldn't have been cleansed. And uh, so I, that's why I believe, I believe they got saved. I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't swear to that, but I believe they did. And, uh, but I believe, I believe Jesus was tell, teaching us a lesson. And that's why, that's why a lot of people, now the day I got saved, I'll use, I'll use, the day I got saved, there was another boy about my age or somewhere around my age, I ain't real sure, said he got saved too. And far as I know, that's the last time I ever seen him. Uh, so I don't, makes you wonder. If he got saved, if he got saved, he just, went on with, he had, he had salvation, just didn't, didn't go back to worship God or praise God. But I know, I know the way I was. I got saved on Sunday morning, and I couldn't hardly wait till Sunday night to get back to church. And I was that way for a long time. The Lord helped, the Lord helped me. And, uh, and I still like I still like to be in a, a position where I can't hardly wait till church time. And I like I like coming to church. And I've said a lot of times back when I was a kid and mom and dad was bringing me, I didn't like church. But they'd set us down, us four kids, and put it in between them, and we we sat there and be quiet. Till church was over. You didn't make no noise. You didn't play. And uh, I didn't like church. And I've, I've said a lot of times, still yet, from a natural standpoint, I want everybody to understand, from a natural standpoint, church is not my thing. Social gatherings, I'm not big on. But anything that's got the Spirit of God in it, I love it. 
And, and ever since I got saved, I've loved coming to church. And uh, it make, it's hard for me to understand why there's so many people that are saved or say they are and won't come to church at all. That, that's beyond me. I know, I know we've all failed and so on, but if, if every time, I've said this a lot of times, every time I've, you know, Satan, Satan will tempt all of us with anything he can throw at us that he thinks he might get us with. And I couldn't tell you the times that he'd tell you, you ought to just stay home today, you don't feel real good or you're tired or something's going on or whatever, you ought to just stay home. And uh, we, and just as soon as you get that thought, you get another thought. Down in here, God, God telling you, you need to be there. And the thought that we need to have, what if, what if Jesus would have stayed home? When it come time to pay my debt at Calvary, what if he'd have still been sitting on his throne in heaven? Where would we be? So that's one, that's, that's a debt that we owe him that'll never be paid because we ain't got no way of paying it, never did have, never will have. And we can't pray we can't praise him enough or say enough good things about him to pay him for that. What he wants us to do is live our life, do the things he wants us to, live our life so that what we've got down in here is proved to some of our people that they would want to have the same thing we've got. When I was a, when I got saved, there was people in this church then that I knew belonged to God. They proved it to me by the way they lived, and uh, and that's what we're supposed to do. Anybody got anything? Yeah.
that we've got to, once, once we get saved, that we've got a constant battle. Uh, Satan, I say all the time, Satan fights you tooth and nail. As the old saying goes, he's after every one of us. And he, he'd love nothing better than to tear this church completely down. Or any other church where the Spirit of God's at. He'd, he'd love to tear it down. And uh, so, so we've ever won, got a battle. And, uh, but the thing with the battle said, praise be, uh, I believe the Bible said something on the order, praise be to Jesus or God that giveth us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. We've got the victory. But we got to use what God gives us. And uh, the Bible said, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. And that's, that's hard to do. It's hard on this flesh. And because uh, like, uh, like Lee said, uh, this fella, this fella wants to get into all kinds of meanness sometimes. And maybe, maybe has all his life till he got saved. And uh, it's a hard matter to change your habits. But you have to if you're going to live for God. Bible told us to lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us and run with patience the races set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And uh, so we got we got to look to him. The victory's in Jesus. And uh, if if I had to if I had to get the victory over Satan by myself, I'd be in a big mess. Because I've tried that before. Argue with the devil all day long and lose and lose the argument. And, uh, and by the same token, I've had him come along and and just about have me beat down. And I get on my knees and talk to Jesus, and he was gone. So it's the victory's in Jesus. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And so we, if we've been saved by the grace of God, the Bible in the 100th Psalm, I believe it is, he said, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. So every, every time we come before God, it ought to be with thanksgiving and praise for what he's done for us. Because there's nothing, there is absolutely nothing, and we could repeat that as often as you want to, and it, it wouldn't make it any more true, but there is absolutely nothing that I've ever seen or ever will see that is any better than what God done for me in 1956 over on Albert Street. The best thing ever happened to me in my life. That's been, that's probably 65 years ago, and it's still, it's better now than it was then, if that's possible. And uh, 
I guess maybe because I'm a little closer home than I was then, maybe. Of course, I didn't know much about that then. All I know is I got saved. But I know by nature, it can't be a whole lot longer here on this side of the river. If I'd lived to be 100, that's just 15 years or, or 20 years. And uh, that ain't the way time flies. That ain't that ain't very long. But I've got the Bible talks about the long home, going to my long home. That one's forever. That's mind-boggling. We can't we can't even understand eternity. But it's real. And Jesus answered, answering said, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. The one that come back to praise him was a Samaritan. And uh, so it, it don't matter if you've been raised re- religious or not raised religious. If you get saved, you have the opportunity to follow God and and worship Him and and praise Him and be a servant for Him. It don't don't matter where we come from. Now, I I appreciate my raising. I remember going to church with my mom when, when they was having church in people's houses before we ever had a, a building to worship in. And I appreciate that. Now, I didn't so much back then, but I do now. And uh, so, but if, if you've never been in a church house in your life and you come and get saved, it's just as good for you as it is for those that's been raised in it all their life. You you get to, you're sealed by the same Spirit till the same day of redemption. And it don't get no better than that. God don't give anything but the best. And He gave His Son. He was the best He had. And He used His blood to clean every one of us up. That's the best He had. You remember when the prodigal son come home, told him, go, go get the best robe, put it on him. He put the best robe on every one of us. He gave us the very best he had. Now, what does he expect out of us? The very best we got. And at, at that, we'll be failures. We understand that, I guess. Just as long as we don't use that for an excuse to, to fail. <laughs> we, we, we all go to fail sometime. But when we do, we need to repent. Lord, forgive me and help me to not do that again. And uh, help me stay in my place.
but we need to give God the very best that we got in order to be a light to our people. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. And uh, so it's without faith, it's impossible to please God. And the Bible said the same verse, For by it the fathers obtained a good report. And now, you can read, you can read about those fellows in the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews that they were talking about from back in the Bible, and real great men. But I can, I can, I could write, I could write you a whole list of real great men and women that's went through Lima Missionary Baptist Church and went on to heaven from here that were just as great as some of these people were. Because they were saved by the grace of God. So, uh, and and we brag we brag all the time about what a great church God's blessed us with. And part of the reason for that is some of the people that stood firm on what God put down in here. It ain't, it ain't been everybody. And like I said to begin with, uh, probably we might, we might have half of our church members that come to church are, are fairly regular. I don't know if there's even that many. But we've got a church here 